My mama said don't Forget to wear your jacket The world can get cold And every leaf in the breeze Has a story that's told Don't be scared to flap your wing Baby boy, you got soul No matter what goes down Pony boy, you stay cold I had a sidekick with the crack screen Back then, and this girl wouldn't talk to me Back then, I had a hole in my t-shirt Back then, yeah, my feelings used to be hurt Riding clean in my 97 Camry Yeah, <laughs> that's my green bitch All my friends, I ain't have room for all of them Yeah, gas money, I fear all of them Welcome back to the Movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by co-host Jeff. Good day to you, sir. Happy almost New Year. How was your Christmas? Oh, it was fantastic, as it is every year. Mine uh, as well. So glad to hear it. Um, before we get into what we watched this week, we got to plug some music, and the music this month has been brought to you by the New York-based alt-hip-hop band, The Oxymorons. Uh, with their song, Moon Chasers. Uh, be, sh- be sure to hit the show notes so you catch all the links to their social media accounts. They're doing big things. Uh, give, them a, give them a like, a follow, and a subscribe. Show them some love. Uh, once again, we appreciate them. Um, Jeff. Yes, sir. What did we watch this week? Well, it's R-rated Christmas movie month, but as we stated, Christmas is over. and Maybe unlike some, when Christmas passes, I'm pretty much over it like I don't want to hear any more music I'm ready to put my tree down I'm done and what's next is New Year's Day we're just Uh. a few days away from 2024 and so I thought what the hey let's watch New Year's Evil from 1980 it of course is rated R Uh, it's directed by Emmett Alston it stars Kip Niven uh, Roz Kelly Grant Kramer really nobody nobody you've ever Oh, in okay. an unstar cast, okay. Most of, <laughs> I've never heard of or seen any of these folks in any other film ever. There's probably a good reason for that. Now I'm just telling. I'm just going to guess by Mark's tone that this is one of his favorite films that we've watched. God, it it's not. Um, not going to bury the lead here. Uh, uh, no. Well, I mean, going in, I was. Pretty certain that you weren't going to like this. Wait, let me ask you: Did you like this movie? I didn't hate it. (laughs) I mean, it's not one of the best movies we've seen this year, and it's certainly not one of the worst. I don't know, Um, man. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait till the end of the episode to find out if it is. I'm really curious in because this is this is our finale for the year, and and this is one of my favorite episodes because we do our top and bottom fives, and I'll be really curious to see. If the movie near the start of the year that you said was an all-time bottom two movie, Ravenous, even makes your bottom five list. I don't know. You'll have to find out. Yeah. you have to wait to find out. Um, so what made... Uh, so you had heard of this one. You haven't seen it, right? Right. There, There's another podcast I listened to about movies, and they were doing a season just on holiday like happy, like a Valentine's Day killer movie and this. And I was like, eh, I've not seen it. I'll watch it. I like schlock. Uh, so that's why I picked it. Schlock this was. Um, I, the, the story, like, a cardinal sin for a slasher film, right? Is if yeah. it's boring. Um, and I can agree with that. 
I just I found this movie to be boring. Yeah, uh, it's just like like it's it it revolves around a serial killer, and honestly, I didn't mind Kip Niven as the killer here. Right? Yeah, uh, he was charismatic enough to where I'm like, okay, if we get him throughout the the movie, I'm I'm okay. Um, but what so, happens? What happens is is that we get him in bits and pieces, and then the movie just kind of abandons him for long stretches. Um, yeah, because he's not the main star. The main star is Diane Sullivan, who is Roz Kelly. Now, right. I, did you? Because uh, spoilers for this movie from 1980s. Did you see the twist coming that he was actually her husband? No, I mean I didn't either. It, it, I I thought that was a, a well done surprise. I don't see. I, I, don't I actually like the very. I, no, it's and it's not. Yeah. But um, I actually enjoyed the the final twist at the very end much more than you know uh, Richard. Oh, being I saw that one as. coming. The other one I didn't see coming. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, yeah. There's I mean, plenty of breadcrumbs with that. So the son, like. Puts on red nylons for some reason. What do you it's, think so of me fucking, now? it's so fucking And then he's weird. got like in another, and this movie predates this, but he's got like a Jordy LaForge <laughs> eye thing on, and then he put the nylon mask over it. It it was weird, and well, I was like, it, they give you so like it almost feels like they, you're trying to make him a red herring, but he's clearly not because they show the killer's face right right, right. away, which again. I thought was an interesting choice because uh, we're we're used to movies like Scream where the whole point yeah. is is the who done it and here it is it's like here's the guy's face and yet it still was able to do sort of a, an interesting twist at the end um well double two twists but an interesting twist that y- this character is related to another and they get into that and they they drop just enough little hints where you're like oh maybe I should have seen that coming and you didn't you know like where's dad oh he's in where the hell ever, you know? Right, right. Um, so I thought that was a good part of the movie. And the second twist is that their son sort of takes over for their dad after he dies at the end of the film. And I thought that that was interesting, too. Um, in in the, the motivation... All right, so we get like a, an exposition dump. Um, dump. <laughs> Uh, towards the end where uh, um, Richard and uh, his wife, they're outside the elevator, and he's telling her why he's doing the things he's doing. And then it's revealed that she's kind of got a thing for their son, which I thought was weird. Whoa, um, what? Yeah, he, what? Says, he's, he says, he says you're, you, uh, what's his face, Derek or whatever his name is, um, has told me that you'd be trying to turn him on. And what? Um, I don't. Yeah, go back and watch that shit. <laughs> go back and that. watch that shit because that's what he says. Okay. Um, and that's probably why that dude has nylon over his face. Because um, he's got fucking mixed emotions about his mom. Um, but uh, it just like it, Richard's given this this the uh, the backstory really about why, and I don't really feel like he needed to. It could have just been like I hate women, and boom, I hate you, boom. We don't need this. I mean, I guess it sets up the the second twist a little bit, but um, yeah, I just like 
for long stretches, we get uh, we just get um the the what's her name main um main lady's uh name. The uh, the character name. is Diane. Diane. Diane um, yeah. Um, we're just meant to care about her and and as this like host of this weird New Year's Eve party, um, and I just like we didn't need to like it didn't the film didn't need to spend so much time with her as opposed to the more interesting character of her husband, um, who is clearly hates women, uh, yeah, because he's just, he's just going around killing women, but um, I don't know, man, it's just. It's an hour and twenty five, and so I'm like, okay, but right. it could have been an hour. Like I, I yeah, I'm yeah, not for sure. <laughs> over the moon on this one either, right? I don't think it was that bad, but there are a lot of problems. Mostly, there's a lot of time spent, and the movie this reminded me of the most was prom night to a degree, because sure. in prom night, even though it's like my favorite part of prom night, there's like a twenty minute disco scene. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> it's the best part of prom night, but. But it doesn't it, need to be there. It doesn't honestly need to be there. And there's a ton of like these musical performances. And I got to say, the song New Year's Evil that opens the movie and then they play it again <laughs> live at the venue fucking kicks ass, man. That song is dope. <laughs> I really I love a movie that has a song that is the title of the film. Sure. It always makes me happy. And I thought that the 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 it kicked ass and then you get the opening scene. So it's 1980. I don't know if it's really 1979 in this world, uh, but the movie released in 80, but you got all your punk kids and they're just idiots like riding around in the car. I, I don't even know what they're doing. They're like 10 to a car. <laughs> yeah. And it, then they get to the, the venue for this concert countdown thing at the end of the year. And the guy whips out his switchblade, but it's just a comb. I mean, it's classic. Um, uh, I kind of dig the silly appeal to this movie and it takes place in LA. Right. So, um, I, I didn't quite get the, the, and when <laughs> the appeal is, it's a, it's a, I read, I read a synopsis, a review, a review synopsis after I had finished it, um, that said that this film is very much a time capsule of the, uh, the seventies and eighties. Um, which is accurate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just there's just a lot of things that are just happening in this this movie that are like, oh well, that's old. Um, but I didn't really get the hey, Mike, the killer is gonna go to a different time zone. Um, he didn't go to different time zones. He killed based on each time zone. Okay, so, that makes sense. That makes more sense. He was in LA the whole time, but you yeah, know, he yeah, killed yeah. Eastern time. Because at the beginning mountain. of the movie, when he goes, I'm going to, you know, as the clock goes back or whatever he says, I'm going to be a different victim. I'm like, what? what? You're already in L.A. How, <laughs> what are you you going to fucking fly to Hawaii? And at the end of the movie, it's uh, the radio says something about it's midnight in Hawaii. Um, so the answer is yes. Yes, He was right. going to Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of the, the the insane asylum mental institution scene? That was bizarre, wasn't it? It was like, <laughs> and again, this is 1980, so this is not tasteful in any right. way. Sure, sure. Um, it, so it's very, uh, what's a stereotypical even, like just 
like insane and that's the wrong word to use but it's ridiculous they're dancing it's just people right they're just people just thrashing about yeah um like this is what they do no is which back back then they probably didn't have the medication they do now so um, i mean that's probably true but and i didn't i mean i was alive in 1980 but i didn't uh you know (laughs) visit many institutions so I don't know. I can't say, but I have a fairly uh, educated guess that it's not like this. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Um, it just like there's whole stretches in the first half of this movie that are just nothing but like mosh pit scenes. Yeah. And that, uh, oh, and- so we got to get into these. <laughs> so they're stupid, also, but there's something I like about them because at the first you get the opening song, New Year's Evil, and that song again kicks ass. It. it thrashes and moshing to it makes sense one thing that's weird is the sound mix because you can yeah. hear all the footsteps of the people yeah, yeah, in yeah. the concert and if you're at a concert the music ought to be loud enough where you can't hear footsteps so i don't know if you've ever seen some of those videos on youtube of like they'll take like a scene or a music video and then just take all the sound out of it so all you hear is like footsteps and lip smacking and it's like awkward it kind (laughs) of sounded like that but the music was still there but then later on there's a slower song and they just mosh slower they don't do a different dance they just mosh slower and you hear and the music quieter so you hear click clack click clack (laughs) it's just bad but in a good way like that made me laugh that was funny It, it it's it's just the film's kind of all over the place, um, and then you know, and then we were meant to, I guess, sympathize with uh, the people that are getting killed, um, but they're weird too, like yeah. the the nurse, the nurse lady, you know, trying to get it on with this guy she just met literally a minute before. Ten minutes, um, she says. I just met yeah. you ten minutes ago, <laughs> and he's like, "Does it matter?" And she's like, "Not, not tonight." tonight. Dumb. Um, this guy has game. I mean, he does. I mean, you know, he's <laughs> listen. He puts on that mustache for the second kill, and yeah. like, let's go. He goes to the bar and picks, he picks up, up two ladies. two women, right? Yeah. Right. So let's he's go. good. He's good. But, hey, what do you think about? What do you think about the when he killed the second lady from the bar the, in the trash? He, he can? popped. Yeah, he popped. <laughs> Incredible, because I really didn't expect it, right? Because he got the kill. So here's like. Let's set this up if you hadn't watched this movie. He gets these two women from the bar. He sends one woman in to buy some wine or something. And while she's inside, he suffocates and kills the woman in the car. With like a Ziploc bag. Yeah. (laughs) Under the guise of it being filled with marijuana, which the marijuana is in the bag. You can see it. It's funny. Um, So she comes out of the store. The car that he brought her in is gone. And she walks down the street, and there is a piece of blue dress hanging out of this dumpster. And so well, I'm she, fi- thinking, she finds the shoe before that. The shoe, right. And yeah. so I'm thinking, hey, she's going to see this dead body and scream, and she'll be the one that reports it so the police will know. What I didn't expect was him to, to be in the dumpster. He made a plan. He's like, I got it. I'm going to lead her this way with breadcrumbs. I'm going to be in the dumpster. <laughs> And how long he would have waited in there? Hilarious. You, you think he would have waited in there very long if she well, didn't ever show no, up? No, it stinks. It's behind like a <laughs> club or a restaurant or some shit. No, right. hell no. <laughs> but he was fine with it. Um, it was pretty funny. Um, 
and then he and then he and then he positions the bodies in like a nearby swing set. Yeah, um, it's weird. I, <laughs> I, but I'm here for it. Don't don't get. But me like wrong. The, that whole that whole scene where the cops are, uh, they they find the bodies on the swing set. Um, you know, kind of, kind of horror, you know, feel yeah. where it's just the flashlight and you can't see anything other than what the the light on the flashlight is shining on. Um, and then the they find the the body, and then the most ridiculous is the second body comes down a slide. Yeah, like, which is like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So like, these are all the things fuck? I like. Like I can't take those as complaints, Mark. I'm a, I apologize, but I just can't. Um. <laughs> Because to me, the things that I don't like are the long scenes with the main character because she's not appealing. Like, they set her right. up right. to not be appealing. Like, the first introduction to her is she's ignoring her son, right, who's trying to give, I've got good news, Mom. Oh, okay, and she's just moving on with her day. Granted, she's busy, so this may not be the best time to drop a bomb on your mom because she's about to go do the thing that... She, is most important to her all year round. Like this is the big event for her, yeah. but that's how they introduce her as some career mom who doesn't care that her child has something to say to her. So for the viewer, you're like, fuck this girl then. And so there's nothing compelling about her to make me want to see her win. And I was, I actually thought the way he was trying to kill her was pretty creative. I got to say this guy, I think uh, was a elevator engineer at some point. <laughs> because he takes over he goes in like a fuse box right and he takes over the elevator and he's able to control it and he takes over the camera and it's cool but he, he like drops it down and flips the switch the door opens he kicks the shit out of the cop gets in there with his wife you know they have that long monologue and then he like ties her to a chain underneath the elevator and then brings it all the way up and then starts to bring it down i thought that was really like a creative kill for a movie. Like I was like, I don't think I've seen that before or yeah. since. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the closest I can think of is the first mission impossible movie when Emilio Estevez gets squished. But I thought I, that was fun. Uh, I got to say, I also appreciated the third kill where he didn't actually succeed. Um, that's not something you see in horror movies. Normally he's like, I got, I'm going to kill Eastern central mountain and then pacific time and so he gets the first two kills no big deal the third one she gets away yeah and he never makes up for that kill and i thought that was interesting because he's like oh shit missed my time period and then just moves on do you think that was intention do you think that like a, that uh as far as like storytelling was intentional i think or so th why would because yeah. to me the more um obvious approach would be to have him complete the third kill right and i think it was intentional maybe not to um kind of set us off as the viewer to be like whoa he's not invincible or not sort of like jason Voorhees. of course i don't think jason was around yet but no i i do think it was an intentional 82. choice yeah um i th i think uh like a focus could have been on the ritual. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't really know if this like this killer guy had this r ritual that he had to kill at these times. I mean, that would have been interesting if like he had this thing where he had to focus on. I got to get this kill in by, you know, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, whatever. Um, 
and then the 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 one that got away from him, and then it shows them like, oh my god, I just gotta like randomly kill somebody because it's almost eleven o'clock. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was interesting that that uh, the one got away, and we had this big scene where like he's searching for her, and then the cops find her, and, we're, and it's and it's kind of um, like when they first find her, and she's afraid to come out because we haven't seen the face yet. Yeah. Um, and it's meant to be like, hey, is it still the killer, or you know, is it actually the cops? Um, I mean, it was okay. Okay, so uh, real quick, yeah. uh, Friday the Thirteenth came out in May of nineteen eighty. This okay. film came out in December nineteenth of nineteen eighty. So mm-hmm. it, so one thing that we you get in this movie is a sort of, ah, ah, ah. it's not just like. Friday the 13th, you know, ch, 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 ah, right. ah, ah, ah. it's something kind of similar. And I was like, ah, I wonder what came first. Friday the 13th came first. Yeah. I mean, um, so May of 1980 and this one came out in December. Yeah. And I think that is enough time, especially with the quality of this film to yeah. just throw some shit together. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, Hollywood at that time is probably pretty, it's substantially smaller than it is now. You call um, this Hollywood? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like the circles that these these people run in um, is probably a lot smaller than it is today. And I could see, I could see that where, um, you know, Friday the 13th would be, uh, serve as some inspiration for some decisions made in here. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's very much horror uh, tones in this um, even though I don't really it's not a horror movie by trade I don't think um, it's a slasher film but it's not really scary at any point yeah I agree it's I, it's more I, I I think like you said the big sin of this movie is just all the time yeah. in between the kills and just our, our lead not being interesting right um, so so, all right. So aside from that, what are your other things that you did not like? Um, I I didn't like the son. I thought he sucked as an actor and <laughs> it can't be bad. Uh, like I said, I didn't like the lead. I didn't like the long periods of time with the lead. But that I mean, honestly, that's about it. But the problem is, is that takes up a pretty large portion of the film. Yeah. I mean, it's an hour and 20, so, I mean, you have to... The movie has to move brisk if it's going to be good, right? I think this um, could have been made for TV and... It honestly... Some some of it looked like it was made for TV. Yeah, there is. And for being rated R, it is not... It's tame. It, yeah, Very it's tame. pretty tame. There's a little bit of nip, but not much. Who's? The, the, huh? Who's nip? The girl in the car, the one that got away. Oh, the guys that. in the back seat rubbing on her and like uh. you get a little areola poking out. Um, <laughs> but and then like the kills are a lot of times off screen. You never see like, yeah. you know, like in Friday the 13th when Jason and those are even been somewhat tame. But like he hits someone with a hatchet. You can see it go in the head and everything. Right. And there's none of that here. It's. It's a relatively tame. I think the one thing I did like was, and it is probably the most gruesome thing, is he does attach her to the bottom of the elevator and he pulls her all the way up to the top floor and the head of her friend is there. I thought oh, that yeah. was great. I was like, <laughs> that's a sadistic asshole right there. 
Um, but well, yeah, I think I, I think the the um, you know why we didn't get much score is because I mean, we talked about last week with Anne and the Apocalypse, but um, the the budget has to be a factor there. Um, you know, it's prosthetics cost a lot of money, um, and I just think you know you don't show the the gory stuff is because that's uh that's money you don't got um i I wouldn't this movie would have been better had it been more gory um it's because you know the good slasher films right that's what we're here for we're here for the the titillation and we didn't get it in either titties and gore that falls under titillation um to me titillation would be both and when you go to a a horror film that's kind of what you want you know but right. we didn't get it. Um, anything else on this one? Uh, I don't. Uh, no. I mean, it, I kind of. Yeah. No. Nothing. It's fine. So, are I, you going to recommend it or no? No. 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 Even right. even though I'm a little more positive on it than you probably are, I don't. It's it's still not good. I wouldn't even put right. it in the good side of things. No. It's no. It's not good. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not going to recommend it either. It's just uh. There's, uh, I mean, there's something to be said for early slasher films, right? And seeing kind of these uh, these pioneer films in in certain genres. Because um, I mean, like you go back. All right, Prom Night was what seventy seven? No, that was eighty. Was it eighty? Yeah. So you don't have a whole lot of like slasher films prior to. I mean, Halloween was already out. Sure. Um, and that's probably your uh, your godfather of, of slasher films, but um, yeah. yeah, it's just it, it's it's a it's a pretty new genre for this time period, and it's they uh, it's inter- Psycho to be the first slasher from 1960, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could call it a slasher film, but yeah. I mean, there's and and of course most of these people that made these these movies here in this time period probably you know Hitchcock's a big inspiration but um I just it's 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 kind of fun seeing you know a, a genre get its uh get its footing underneath it um it, throughout the 80s um and it's interesting that this movie um is kind of a forgotten part of that um and it will continue to be forgotten because I've already forgotten it uh wow <sighs> Well, it is the end of the year, and before we draft for 2024, we got to go through our top and bottom five films from that we've watched in this current year of the movie Draft House. Right. So uh, uh, if it's all right with you, I say we start with our bottoms, and then we end with our uh, we end out on a good note. Yes. Yes. Uh, Every year year we head into New Year. Uh, we uh, we start with the bottoms and end up on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're here. And we're, so we're going to count them down from five, right? Correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. You got to build you, up. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Sure, I'll, I'll go first. So um, okay. now my number one will be the worst movie, in my opinion, that we watched this year. So yeah, five will be the best of the worst. And I told okay. Mark off pod when we were going through, it was really hard to narrow down the top five we watched a lot of good movies it was actually really a little bit harder to get five absolute stinkers now i did find four stinkers but the fifth one 
I almost feel bad for having it here because it's not that bad. It's bad. Um, it's Mr. Nobody. I really don't like movies of this ilk. And I really, I, <laughs> I think I would have a panic attack watching it again. But it's honestly not the... There are definitely four worse movies than this, but I really did not enjoy Mr. Nobody. Uh, it's too bad. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not basing that on Jared Leto. I just right. didn't sure. enjoy that film. That's fine. Um, I went with... And so, like... Towards the end of uh, this film, we just watched uh, New Year's Evil. I was like, "Dang, is this a bottom five movie for me?" Um, I talked you out of it. It's okay. I, I think you probably did, but at the time, I was thinking, "Ah, there's going to be a fight for number five now." Um, but ultimately, I went with Ravenous. Oh, and- <laughs> I mean, it's just I and like it. It was just ah. Uh, so much wasted potential with that movie. Um, I just, I think what it what what saves it from being a top three bottom movie was the the villain guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, aside from him, man, that movie's garbage. I, I still like that movie. Um, but that's fair. <laughs> I I kind of thought it would be down here, but um, I had hoped it would have missed the list, but. Not to be. So number four, a film that is almost assuredly on both of our lists is The Puppet Master. Um, I surprised, like this, The Puppet Master is my sort of stupid. And the fact that it's my sort of stupid and I still hate it is a testament (laughs) to its suckness. Because, I I mean, on paper. It's so terrible, even Jeff hates it. I should like it, but I don't. I really don't like it. And when I think about it, I get anxious and I even went and tried to fire up the sequel, and it started, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I hate The Puppet Master. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, it, it is definitely a terrible film. Uh, number four for me is uh, your number five, Mr. Nobody. Oh, uh, really? You hated it more than I did. Yeah, um, just because it was Jared long. Leto. Yeah, but he's not good in that. Um, it's long. It's convoluted. It's tries to be artistic. It's mm. just everything that you don't want. That sounds a like a movie that might be higher up on our lists. Mm. <laughs> um it just uh I it's 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 the rare miss for Mr. Leto and uh I just I I I did not I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah, that's saying something when Mark doesn't like a Leto film. Yeah, it was hot garbage. <laughs> um <laughs> But number three is a bit hotter of garbage. I put I got the hookup too. I hate I got the hookup too, and I didn't think I would. Like I thought it would at least be goofy enough. Like I got the hookup one. Technically, it's not a good movie, but it's kind of goofy right, and silly right. and fun. There's a storyline you can follow, which I think is the main thing missing from I got the hookup too. Is that there is what's the story in I got the hookup too? Nothing. It's, Someone tell nothing. There's nothing. There. There's there so many characters, and it cut to and fro and back and forth from all these storylines, none of which I felt had a satisfying conclusion. None of the characters were interesting. One guy was just doing a Chris Tucker impression the entire film. So, and even if you, so you might say that's the best part of it, but he's doing an impression of Chris Tucker. I, I just, it is awful, and I regret picking it. 
<laughs> um, that's the episode that we also cut to review uh, into the Spider-Verse 2. Which does not um, count, and I don't right. think we should be allowed to put it on our top fives. It's not on my top five. Um, so uh, my number three is Puppet Master. And uh, for every reason you mentioned and that it is just genuinely terrible. It's, um, you know, the movie starts off with Nazis. Uh, there's parts in it that are campy, that are meant to be scary. And it's just, it looks terrible. And and, and the fact that it's kind of a cult classic, I guess. Um, I mean, there's horrors, literally horror circles. 10 or more right. Puppet Master films. Right. It's just it's it's mind boggling how that bad of a film and the only redeem the only reason why it's not number one is because it was like an hour and fifteen minutes long. Right. Um, I don't so. know. I think our number one <laughs> film is still worse than Puppet probably. Master. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in your top two is because I've picked we, all the ones you think are super shitty. Yeah, but so looking, you know what my number one is. So let's just. We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking down the films we watched this year, do you have any guesses as to what movie I would hate enough to put this high? All the movies we watched, and we watched we watched a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. There's I don't one know. of them I shit on pretty much the rest of the year. I mean, it it, it could be. Critters 2. What? Um, Hell no. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? That's on the Could top. Could be Double Impact. Uh, what? <laughs> I would never put a Van Damme in one of these. Anyway, it's your boy Franco. It's your damn... that. Oh, what, you that gotta guy. be kidding. It's not Spring Breakers. Yeah, it is. Spring Breakers is a piece God. of shit, man. This is Bro, one of the worst number two, I've ever Number watched. two. Th- that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. You are ridiculous. You're I would ridiculous. watch... I got to look up two again, Puppet Master again, Mr. You're Nobody lying. again. You're lying. I am not lying. I hate Spring Breakers. I hate that movie. It is truly awful. And here's the difference. Here's why I would watch those other ones, except for maybe Mr. Nobody. The other ones aren't talking down to me. And this one is. And it's doing it, trying to talk down to me, while also featuring a gun blow job. And it's just so dull and boring, and best, it's got this hum of, of stupidity over it. It's a piece of shit, and it's the second worst movie I watched this year. And if you keep arguing with me, I'm going to make it number one. <laughs> There's no way you're moving your number one to number two. Not at all. It's truly <laughs> awful. <laughs> um, my number two, I got the hook up to. Yeah. Um, just completely terrible. Uh, I, I don't even know how how a studio, any studio spent money 20 some years after the first one to make this monstrosity How did this get made 20 years right. later you're right uh unless master p funded it himself i don't know he it's possible did. he's got money i i, uh, I just <sighs> it's so bad it's unbelievably um, bad and it, and it deserves like has no deserving qualities of why it was made i can't um, point out much at all that redeems it it's terrible. It's it's yeah. it's so bad that if you put it on it, if you put it, if it was me a TV and that was playing on loop, I'd probably kill myself. Well, we don't want that because right. the draft house must go on. So Mark and I agree. I'm guessing. I'm just going to guess that we agree. Yeah. The worst film we watched this year was The Fountain by Correct. Darren Aronofsky. What a piece <laughs> of shit! It breaks all the rules to me that Spring Breakers did and Mister Nobody did. 
but it just does it to the eleventh degree. It just shits all over the place. It is so pedantic. It is so pretentious. It is so incomprehensible that I don't understand how anyone can watch this and enjoy it. I know people have because I've seen like, like with any film, there's every film has someone who likes it. Sure. But I don't get it with this one. This is the worst of this genre of film to me. The genre being confusing as hell. (laughs) <laughs> on the, for, I think confusing on purpose. I, this is the worst. This one is yeah. worse than Mr. Nobody, Donnie Darko. I know a lot of people like Donnie Darko. Fair enough. I don't. It's worse than that. It's worse than Stay. It's one of the worst movies I've ever watched, and it's the king of confusing, pretentious bullshit. I, I just... It's hard to create a movie and make Hugh Jackman unlikable, right? Um Darren Aronofsky does it in tenfold oh, here. Easy. Um, With and effortless. It's just, yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. You took one of our oh. this generation's most likable people and made them completely. And maybe maybe that's why people like this film. I don't fucking know. I hate but, this movie but so But it, it, is, it is so bad. And, like. Ooh, I mean, uh, it, the further we get away from it, the more I'm like, maybe this. I don't know if you put Sils Maria in the fountain in front of me. <laughs> I might watch Sils Maria again, to be honest. At least we got uh, Julia Binoche's Bush. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lob this up again. I believe we po- posed the question <laughs> on the episode, but I'm gonna do it right now. Is okay. the Fountain the worst movie we've ever watched on the pod? Is it Man, worse it... than the Clouds of Sils Maria? Man, that was that movie was so pretentious. It was, but at like, least it wasn't confusing. Correct. I don't know what's worse, being confusing I, I think we need boring. to be unanimous if we're going to uh, usurp uh, the king of suck. All right. Um, you, what was our worst film last year? Um, I think we disagreed. Was, was Sils Maria last year? No, no Sils Maria was, was two year. years ago. My pick yeah. for worst film last year was, no, maybe it was last year. Yeah, I think it was, but it was second. We we both agree it was the worst film, but then I tongue in cheek put. Um, oh yeah, you did. Uh, what you call it above it? Because I hate that movie too, and I hate Aronofsky. Um, wait, what other Aronofsky film did we watch? Uh, you're the one you like with Jared Leto. Oh, Requiem for um, a Dream. Requiem That's what I put last because I hate <laughs> that movie, but I hate this more than Requiem for a Dream. I I'm gonna posit I, that I think this is the worst film we've ever watched. Uh, it might be. Uh, it might be. I'd if have to, I came I over to your house it. right now, yeah, and I said we're gonna watch one of these two movies, which one do I put on? Uh, it's got it. It would be Sils Maria. I agree. I uh, think The Fountain is the worst film we've watched. That's gross. It that is now. Gross. I want to give a big congratulations to Juliet Binoche, to um, <laughs> what's her name, uh, Hit Girl. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, I want to give yeah. them a big congratulations. You've made it out of the f- last spot here in the draft house. Not that you care, because you're busy doing other things that actually matter. But I mean, are they the fountain? I'm really happy to have Darren Aronofsky uh, as director of one of, of the worst film we've watched here on the show, and so I'm going <laughs> to celebrate that. And uh, it's we both put nine as the worst film in year one, but this uh, is yeah. miles, 
miles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Further no, down the shit. State. If we're if we're ranking our our bottom three, a nine is three. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, unlike <laughs> Sils Maria, this one unanimously got voted this year as the worst film. So I'm happy <laughs> with the Fountain being the worst film of the year. It's a piece of shit, and may it be buried far, far away. All right, Mark. Uh, yeah. Let's get a little more positive. Why don't you start off our top okay. five? And again, I'm I think just, I'm just gonna. I think much gonna... like last year, or much like our bottoms, I think our top number one is going to be the same. But I think so. But I think our our, our list is going to be quite different. I believe. So. Um, I went down. So I I I made this list this morning, and I I put. I'm counting. Oh, I put a ton. I put 14 films that I considered for a top five spot. 14 weeks. I put nine. Um, That's a shit ton. Even yeah. nine's a lot, right? Um, I mean, it just shows you the the quality of film we hey, watched We can this get year. into like honorable mentions after the countdown. Sure. Um, so, uh, and I, I I I went back and forth with this um, for number five, but I ultimately went with No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just a, and then the the film I was weighing it against was Anne and the Apocalypse, and oh, um, really good year, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so uh, I mean, No Country for the Old Men, just from the storytelling to the acting to the characters to the motifs. I mean, it just, I mean, it's just a, it's a fantastic film about grief and death and evil and darkness, and it's just, um, and, and it's just a movie that doesn't come around but once every 10 to 20 years and um and the fact that it's number 5 and not number 1 is um kind of cuz it's one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. Um and I've said that back when we reviewed it, but um but yeah, I just I I generally love this movie. Uh it's got a lot to say and it does it so, so well that um it's number 5. Yeah, so when I get into my top 5, I want to say there's two omissions I made mostly because they I've seen them so many times and I they were beloved to me coming into the um podcast so I I didn't put them on here that being Spider-Verse and yeah. um which you wouldn't put it on there but uh Speed Racer both of those right. are movies that I adore but they're too close to me to put on our top 5 for this so I stuck to things I hadn't seen before or okay. at least are not super familiar with um which I think those were the only two that were even considered. Uh, so number five for me um, was actually a little bit of K fried C baby killer. Okay. Joe. I love killer Joe. This movie kept me on my toes. It didn't stop. It was bizarre. It was crazy. It was insane. And it's some of the most fun I had this year watching movies with Mark killer. Joe Slade. You got a scene <laughs> where you fillet some chicken. <laughs> what else do you want? What else? Good enough for number five. It was. Um, I really love Killer Joe, and it's a movie that I'm like, when it comes up in my brain a lot. Like there are movies yeah. I think even higher on this list that I don't come up that much. But I'll just be sitting there talking with a friend, and it'll be like, "Dude, have you seen Killer Joe?" And no, no one's seen it. I'm like, "You gotta right. watch Killer Joe. It's yeah. crazy." So that's why it made my top five because it's just it just keeps coming back to me. Oh uh, yeah, um, I appreciate it. Uh, it was one of my fourteen that I considered. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so um, number four for me is gonna be Barbie. Yeah, um, 
just a just a a wonderfully uh silly yet thoughtful approach to um you know uh being a woman and womanhood and uh colorful and it just uh Ryan Gosling is is terrific in it Margot Robbie's terrific i mean it's just it's got everything you want it was a blockbuster it was um I mean, just set design and costume and acting. It just has everything. It's um, it's probably going to be uh, a Best Picture winner um, at the Oscars this year. But uh, it's number four for me. Yeah, great. Um, I also enjoyed it, but I went with a different number four. And Matthew McConaughey Month was very good to us. Um, I selected Dallas Buyers Club starring okay. your boy, Jared yeah. Leto. Uh, I think the movie is really wonderful i think the the characters are great the there's a lot of messages here there's a message of you know some you get to watch a character grow out of their prejudices and you know go from being someone who's homophobic but to someone who is an ally you get the whole story of how the fda really doesn't give a shit about you they give a shit about money um like and i loved this movie i thought it was excellent superbly acted had a great message and um i got nothing else to add it was great yeah i uh i really enjoyed that one too it was also one of the 14 i considered um <laughs> not surprising <laughs> uh number three uh and all uh, a, a a recent classic right um new year's evil <laughs> uh the prestige it is um, probably Nolan's best film, and uh, it's just the way that it's done, the story, how the story is told through it, and then, you know, at the end of the movie, you're just like, holy shit, let me go watch this again. Like, immediately, let me go watch this again. And um, uh, fantastic performances from everybody in it. It's just, ah, it's it's so good, and it's and it is a... It's a modern classic, um, and uh, I feel strongly about it being in my top three. I'm glad. Because it ain't in mine. Because my <laughs> okay. number three, baby. My number three. I don't know if I want to call it surprise, but I think it was, I'm going to call it the delight of my year, even though number one probably is more delightful. But uh, this movie delighted me, and that's Nicolas Cage and the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> I loved this shit. And Pedro Pascal... It's so this movie's funny, exciting, adventurous. It breaks the fourth wall. It doesn't really break the fourth wall, but it kind of does, like in essence of what it is. It made me want to watch Paddington 2. I, I, this is one of my favorite movies this year, and it's not just a favorite, but I get a warm feeling when I think about it. I'm like, that was so much fun and enjoyable. I think I'll watch it right now. You know, like I, Unbearable Way to Mass Talent. Fantastic. I I did enjoy that film. However, it was not one of the fourteen that I considered. Um, Fair enough. We're different people. We've discovered that yeah, over the last three yeah. years. <laughs> uh, number two, and it's probably our top two probably lineup. Um, but my number two is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, just a uh, a crazy convoluted story that is told in a way that you understand it um it's got 
it's it's your rare A24 film that you love. I um, whoa, you were putting words <laughs> in my mouth. Go back and listen to that episode. You enjoyed it much more than I did. Oh, okay. The rare okay. twenty. Okay, A24 movies I love. The Wrestler. Yeah. The Lobster. Okay. And then soon to be Iron Claw. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Um, uh, Michelle Yeoh is fantastic. I mean, it's just it's a heartwarming, down to earth with this grand story of alternate universes and but it at the at the very end of it it boils down to a mother's relationship with her daughter and um i just think it was it's it's one of the best films we've watched period um and uh good enough for number two yeah at some point i think you got it in your head i really loved that movie and i just I, didn't I, I and i've soured on it since we've watched it i don't think it's just bad weird. But feel free to go back and listen. I think I'm a little more lukewarm than you remember. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm raving about it, but I don't think so. But at least in my reality now, one heart attack later, I don't really like that movie (laughs) as much as I did. So it didn't make my top five. So my number two actually was another movie with heart and just incredible characters and storytelling a movie that made me cry and made me thrilled and gave me the chills and it did it without saying many words at all. My number two movie is A Quiet Place by John Krasinski. Okay. I fucking love A Quiet Place, man. It's a movie I avoided for a long time. If you listen to the episode where it was drafted, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to sit through this movie where no one talks. And it kicked ass. It kicked my ass. It was awesome. Um, Loved it. So, uh, it, it it cannot be. Well, I guess it could be in consideration for uh, um, movies. Our theme next week. Our yeah, next year, next next month. Yeah, oh, all the above. Yeah, <laughs> too late. Um, <laughs> um, so real quick, because we both know our number one is the same. Um, yeah. Other honorable mentions on mine was actually Benedetta, Basic Instinct. Um, and those are the other, the only other two that I'd really considered for my tops. Um, <laughs> you're going to kick out, get a kick out of this one. Uh, let's see. Uh, there will be blood Prey, house of Gucci. Yeah. I thought about house of Gucci. It, it almost made it into my short list, but, um, not quite. I think it was a little long in the tooth for me, and I just was like, Speaking of long in the tooth, (laughs) our number one movie, our good friends Beam and Raji, RRR, holy shit. I'm trying to move my head and point at the poster. Yeah, (laughs) good. Tapestry on my wall. Yeah, we love Beam and Raji. Uh, I have to thank Mark for making me watch it, because at a three-hour-long movie that's (laughs) subtitled, and in a foreign language, I don't think I'd ever have clicked play. But it obviously being my number one film of the year stole my heart. Um, it lives on the Mount Rushmore of good movies from our our podcast, which I, I we'll have to go back over again. I think that we got three of them up there, uh, yeah. which is RRR, 
Jojo Rabbit in the um, Greatest Showman. Uh, yeah. So we're still looking for that elusive fourth film, but for me, RRR is just, oh, it's the shit. It, it is It is a, so, you know, it's told in episodes, right? So first hour, one episode, second, third. Um, but it's a, it's a superhero film. It is um, uh, uh, a bromance mm-hmm. film. I, did, I doubted you. When yeah, you're just, I, I like this shit ain't a bromance, and then I Bro, watch it, and it's the biggest Bro, bromance. It's the, the greatest the ta- romance the ta- ever told. <laughs> the tapestry on my wall is them riding a fucking motorcycle. Dude, together. that scene uh, when they he wobbles on the bike <laughs> and he pats him on the back, I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever watched." And yeah, it and it I was is, like, "It's it's the greatest bromance." It's a musical. Um, the it dance is, scenes. It is. It, it hits. It hits. It hits all of the 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 check boxes for um, an iconic film that ultimately will live in infamy for. I don't know about all infamy, various, or, but I mean, inf- it's infamy it usually infamy. indicates a this negative, is bad, right? Right. Um, but. And I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, RRR, no. Um, well, they didn't watch the fucking movie then. That's true. Uh, it's just... I've yet it, to meet someone who sat down and watched this and didn't go, holy... didn't like it. Because right, most of right. the time what they do is, hey, have you seen this movie called RRR? And I'm like, hell yeah, I have. And I've had that conversation <laughs> multiple times with different people where they'll bring yeah. it up first. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I did. Oh, you, yeah, and you're just pinpointing like different parts of the yeah, movie. Yeah, like, oh, everyone's shit, like, yeah. well, the thing it comes down to, there is a part where he swings a motorcycle and hits someone. I'm like, bro, that's dope. <laughs> but then there's the scene where he's twirling around and cocking those <laughs> rifles while his buddy rides on his head. Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a fantastic film. Uh, I'm appreciative uh, for the podcast for 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 allowing us to watch it. It's um, it is a, a wonderful um, three hour adventure, uh, and it's it, it actually makes me want to go watch it right now. Yeah, um, I, I think if you haven't seen it and you're one of those people who's like me, who's like I don't want to sit down for three hours and watch subtitle. Sit down for one hour. Yeah. And if after one hour you're like, fuck this shit, fine, tap out. Right. You won't. You won't, though. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Bet you won't. Yeah, I don't think um, you will. All right. They, so, uh, you know, you year three in the books. You to hate that movie. That's the only thing I can say. <laughs> you have to be fucking racist to hate horror. It's so incredible. Um, Racism plays a role in that film. But I'm um, saying it's a good way to tell if, you, you know, to ask someone... <laughs> <laughs> right. You like RR? No, um, man, I hated that shit. Fucking racist. Ah, racist. Shit. Uh, <laughs> um, year three in the books, Jeff. Uh, um, I, again, I am uh, in awe of, of of our staying power. I am yeah. in awe of you. you. Man, you came back to life this year. Hey, we didn't um, miss one ep- one week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I fucking died and the train still kept rolling. <laughs> Um, of all the things to be uh, to be appreciative this year, I'm um um thankful that yeah you're still doing this with me and me too, um you know we uh we have uh, the podcast has seen its growth uh, we've had tremendous uh growth this year and uh, we launched our YouTube channel this year 
um, and steady. You know, we're racking up the views. The uh, subscribers are, you know, I, I think will come, but um, we're we're steady racking up views. But uh, just you know, the expansion of of this podcast about, with two dudes talking shit about movies, um, it's awesome. I I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for you. Uh, so thanks for uh, for, do, uh, for hitting, not going into dying. year four with it, right? Yeah, man. I'm excited. We have fun. And I think we finally got past the point where you're worried about me quitting. Because um, <laughs> there were many times early on, Mark was like, you're not quitting, are you? I'm like, no. Damn it, Mark. No. <laughs> so here we are. Well, uh, yeah, it's um, it's it, it's a it's a good thing. And and and. You know, we both do this, you know, out of out of fun, right? Yeah, not, we fun. don't make any money off it. Um, but you know, it's a it's a highlight of of my week every week when we we get together and watch a movie and uh, and talk about it. And you know, I look forward. To, there's some weeks I don't look forward to the movie, um, but you always look forward to the conversation. But I always, I do. I always look forward to recording. There are um, some weeks where I don't it. look forward to the movie, and then I'm pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Like you know, um, that's fucking Karate Kid. That 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 <laughs> one surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's so draft night, bitches. It's draft night. All right, um, we gotta after start all of this, we still got a draft. We still got a draft. Uh, so our first theme of 2024 is going to be films starring and directed by. So the move, the film will be directed by an actor who's also in the film, and we said cameos do not count. So. Alfred Hitchcock poking in or maybe M. Night Shyamalan just showing up for one scene. Nah, that's not what we mean. We want him to be an integral part. I I guess my rule of thumb is they should have been able to be nominated for supporting actor. They don't have to be the main character. So I think it's something like Tom Hanks's That Thing You Do where, uh, you know, he's in that movie. He's more than a bit player, but he's not the main character. That still qualifies for me. I think uh, an interesting uh, ripple here would be if you picked uh, Quiet Place 2. Oh, shit. Hold on. Because <laughs> Krasinski is in that film um, for flashbacks. Uh, so. No, that doesn't count. We're not doing that. No, I mean, but he's he's in the yeah, movie that's fine. for a We're good not, chunk. It's not part of what I selected. I'll find another way to squeeze it in. Um, okay. so do you want to go first? You want me to go first? How do we want to um, do this? I, I can go first because right. I think I, I, I got a good one we can start off the month I'm with. I'm really curious. One thing before we started recording, Mark says, oh, damn, I just rolled across a movie I think you're going to pick. Damn it. I'm curious. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Curious to see what that well, was. I don't know how to, I don't know how to no, let's, give we, it. Let's see if I right. pick it. Okay. And then if I don't, um, you can tell me what it was. And if I do, you can tell me that was it. Right. Okay. Um, starting us off, uh, it's a film uh, from 2019. Shocker, and uh, comes in at two hours and is directed, written, and starring Casey Affleck. Um, Not this motherfucker. I, what you don't like, Casey Affleck? No, I don't. But go ahead. Why? Oh, I, I knew I, you were I, gonna I, pick an Affleck. I didn't realize you're gonna pick the shitty one. But go ahead. <laughs> Starting off the new year with a positive attitude. I, I you just I, I've I forgotten that like, you don't like him for the off off screen stuff. Uh, not only that, um, but you picked that other shit that was in my bottom list last year that he directed. Oh, th- I'm still here. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's garbage. But no, go ahead. Um, no, let, let's you know. I I uh, we just talked about so me ago, being I, surprised. 
Surprise. Um, a month or so ago, I did a five-minute review on this um, because I had never seen it. And after I watched it, I was like, holy shit, I want to watch this with Jeff. Um, mainly because I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, but it's called Light of My Life. Ugh. And um, it's a post-apocalyptic um, film starring Casey Affleck and just uh, literally his uh, uh, a kid playing his daughter. Um, and... Uh, it's it's uh i can't wait to talk about it um uh, it's because because i do i do want your thoughts um it's called the light of my life and it's called light of my life oh god let me write it down i love how you just like instantly are like oh Fuck this movie yeah hey like i said though i've been surprised before yeah and it might get me you never know i just don't like casey affleck like that guy <laughs> That being said, it's my turn to pick, and I'm going to pick a fucking classic that I've never seen. From 1832. No. Um, <laughs> they didn't make movies that far back. Uh, <laughs> the silent era was like... Those are called minstrel shows. Yeah, that, that's different. <laughs> uh, no, from 1996, a film that I'm guessing you've seen because it is a fucking classic. Uh, it's starring and directed by Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's come up in my estimation a lot. Sling Blade. We're gonna watch Sling Blade. I've never seen it yet. I've heard. <laughs> I've never seen it either. Oh, great! I've just heard it's a it's a movie that comes a lot up a lot that I've just never seen. So I think it's high time I sit down and watch Sling Blade. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like excerpts from it, and like Billy, it's one of Billy Bob Thornton's most I. Uh, remembered he wrote um, directed and starred in this so yeah so that's their second film with uh wrote uh wrote starred and directed um okay i'm 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 on board i'm interested i wish i was picking fourth um it's because you there's no way you pick the movies i'm picking really the the sling blade was the only chance you had to pick one of the movies i picked like that, I thought okay. you okay. might have picked. Okay, then uh, then we're gonna watch Tropic Thunder. Who directed that? Ben Stiller. Really? Oh, fuck. yeah. <laughs> Tropic, Th- Mark, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> Here I am thinking it's. I really, be- I really, I thought that was on your list. Was that the one you were like, oh, I found it? No, 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 no. Okay, tell because there's no way you know what I'm picking next. So tell me what was the movie you thought I was going to pick. That way, if I choose to, I can pick it now if I want. <laughs> the Quest. Oh, no, no. You could go listen to a... Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, a starring, written by, and, and directed. directed. Yeah, I love The Quest. It's good. It's good. But I went a different <laughs> route. This is a um, movie I actually wanted to uh, put on during... Um, erotic thrillers month but i wasn't sure if it was erotic enough to qualify um (laughs) it is directed by danny devito and starring danny devito remember we talked about danny devito being in a romantic or a erotic Erotic thriller yeah he's not one of the mains uh actually who is i'm gonna ask you for the third time who is the king of erotic thrillers Michael Douglas. Michael fucking Douglas. Kathleen Turner. Danny DeVito. We're going to watch War of the Roses from 1989. 
<laughs> Let me look this fucking film up. Or we could watch The Quest. I'll let you uh, you look it up, and then if you say, nah, let's watch The Quest, we'll do it. No, I like I like the cover of uh, the poster yeah, for War of the Roses. Right? All right, we can watch this. Yeah, it's like a... If I remember, so this is a movie that's in my periphery. I remember like my mom watching it or my sister watching it and it being this thing where this two married couple, they basically just try to kill each other. (laughs) And I was like, damn, that's dark. But I've always wanted to sit down and watch it, but I've never done it. So here we go. (laughs) Uh, It's got a 6.8 on IMDb. Yeah, I don't give a Uh, shit. (laughs) I, I know. Um War of the Roses. What was your What was your first film? All right, I got to hear. Uh, your first film was Light of My Life. Yeah. Uh, my first film was Sling Blade. Oh, then right. you went and picked Tropic Thunder like some sort of beautiful bastard, and then I picked War of the Roses. <laughs> um, Any chance one was... of these four films is going to be our number one movie next year? I'm going to say no. <laughs> uh, maybe. Hey, Sling maybe. Blade might blow us away. Light of my life. <laughs> Light of life, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Tropic Thunder, maybe? No. Uh, no. I've seen it too many times. It, it's great, but it's not It's not an all-time great. Okay. That's fine. Uh, so there you have it. We, uh, we got um, movies. You uh, did talk dr- about this movie before. Which one? Light of my life was this the one where he, his son is trans or was that a different movie? No, no, that was a Steve no, di- Zahn movie. Different movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a different one. Okay. Um, but uh, so you, there you have it. Um, coming next week, we'll have new music with this new theme of uh, movies directed and starring the same person, and uh, to start off twenty twenty four. And so, uh, if you want to follow the podcast on any social media platform. We're at Movie Draft House. Uh, you can hit the subscribe button when it pops up if you're watching on YouTube um, to subscribe to the, the YouTube channel. And if you want to follow Jeff and tell him, hey, man, um, you know, it's been quite a while. You should forgive and forget Casey Affleck. Um, you can do so at Podcast by Jeff. And if you want to get in touch with Mark and be like, hey, man, it's been quite a while. It's probably time you admit that shit wasn't a Western. You can do so. At I heard you liked on Twitter. Also, I want to tell you, yes, one of the films on my short list for January was written, yeah. directed, and starring Mel Brooks, and it's a parody of a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock films called High Anxiety. But I <laughs> did not pick it. <laughs> I was close. Uh, uh, speaking of terrible people, one of the play, uh, ones on my short list was. Uh, Directed and starring Kevin Spacey, Beyond the Sea. Ah, oh, thank God. I'd rather actually stick with the one you gave us then. I've seen Beyond the Sea. It was it's back when it first came out, but um, I remember it being kind of pretty good. Great. I'm a uh, I'm a big um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Derek Jeter, the lounge, the lounge singer guy. Oh, uh, it's uh, not be, on the usual sea. to be loved by anyone. <laughs> Tom Jones. <laughs> No, the beyond he was in, the uh, uh, Mars attacks beyond this beyond the sea, <laughs> beyond the sea guy. I don't know who that is. Um, it's it's a bio it's a a biography. Bobby Darren, God damn it! Great. Um, don't anyways. ever pick it. 
It's also got uh, what's her face in it? Kate Bosworth, John Goodman, Bob Hoskins. Oh, a Bob Hoskins film. Uh, Bob Hoskins. That. Now I do like Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Anyways, um, any uh, any words to ring in the new year? Nope. See y'all next year. My mama said, "Don't forget to wear your jacket. The world can get cold." And that relief in the breeze has story that's told. Don't be scared to flap your wings, baby boy. You got soul. No matter what goes down, pony boy, you stay gold. Chasing the moon, father forever clumsy, always dropping the jewel. Mama was always on me, told me finish my food. My brothers was in the streets, like Biggie, give me the loot. Mama, mama, yeah, papa, papa, yeah, wanted a doctor. I became a rocker. If I put my mind to it, y'all taught me to do it proper. I'm doing it for the culture, they doing it for the guaca. Watch out for the moon chasers now. Watch out where they coming through. Watch out for the moon chasers now. My mama said don't Forget to wear your jacket The world can get cold And that relief in the breeze Has a story that's told Don't be scared to flap your wings Baby boy, you got soul No matter what goes down Pony boy, you stay gold I'm just an ordinary guy Doing ordinary Things living an ordinary life in an extraordinary way. My mama said, Don't forget to wear your jacket, the world can get cold, and every leaf in the breeze has a story.